I'm Bridget Owens, and you're listening to the Waxing Soul Podcast, where we're adventuring into the world of mindful modern magic and authentic spiritual practice. It's June 16th, 2022, and today's topic is spiritual communities centered around common experiences and roots. Are you ready to grow your soul? When I sat down to do this uh, series of episodes, I looked for some kind of breakdown of types of communities. And the one that I based this series on only had five kinds. And I'm expanding it to six. Because in in what we're talking about in terms of spiritual communities, the original list was about online communities. So this felt, it felt like I really needed to split the type of community bound by place, uh, bound by location into two kinds of communities. One, you know, those who live in the same place now, which we talked about last week, And this week I want to talk about communities bound by common roots. So coming from a same place like in the past or having some other common ties to the past. Because that is, of course, another legacy of this world we've built where it's so much easier to move around the globe, to pick up and meet people from far away and choose where you want to build a life. And for those of us who are white and live in the U.S., there's this issue of you know, many of us having our genetic lineages, our our cultural lineages kind of excluded from our own lived experience in the name of assimilation. And that's just those of us who are white. Of course, you know, black people in the U.S. for the most part have very little way to really trace their ancestry for obvious reasons. And there's, in, in general, here in the U.S., we have this common culture right now that we live in, dominated by Christianity and all of that, but that isn't our deep history on an individual level. And especially in the pagan and paganism adjacent community, there's this understanding that our ancestors almost certainly had significant spiritual traditions, cultural practices, maybe folk magic, all of that. But for many of us, it's kind of hard to trace back. Or even if we do know our genetic past, we don't still have family links back to that cultural past. And the best that we can do is kind of read what scholars have figured out or documented about what those traditions looked like, it's something we have to choose to trace and dig up and research and try to reconnect to. And then of course there are lots of us who have really diverse roots, like little bits from all over, and it it makes it hard to get a good bead on what, what that connection to our ancestors looks like, because I mean, which ones? And this is kind of by design, the disconnect from our roots, because the culture of the United States, the the individualism necessary to maintain this particular flavor of capitalist oligarchy really requires us, those of us on the front lines doing the labor, to replace our deep cultural roots with a commitment to individual exceptionalism and competition. And my point here is that Feeling disconnected, lonely, like a spiritual outsider, if, if that applies to you, it probably has a lot to do with a lack of connection to a spiritual root community. And the good news is that this isn't just about our lit- literal ancestral history. We can find spiritual community roots in various ways, even if we're separated from the spiritual roots of our, of our literal ancestors. Like There are lots of different forms of history and roots which help inform our spiritual identity and connect us with others who share that experience. Most of us have, you know, experiential spirit, spiritual history, like like being raised in a particular type of church context, especially if you've now left that and are deconstructing. 
Um, there are others out there who have taken kind of a similar path to you, whatever your path is. Like for me, I've run into a lot of people who, who used to be Catholic and then developed an interest in paganism. Um, and people who grew up evangelical and then left and have been on a similar track through spiritual paths and traditions. And whether it's about, you know, tracing your lineage back to a specific area of the world and rediscovering the old world magic that your ancestors practiced, or whether it's about finding other people who were raised in and then left the same religious tradition you did and are therefore like probably having similar experiences as they deconstruct, having these roots these communities of people around us become sources of context, of shared insight, of advice and guidance. It's a big part of how we define and redefine who we are. And we talk a lot uh, about a lot of spirit, you know, of spirituality, like like it's a journey. And I think this is the context in which that applies the most and fits the best, because these root communities, like th these, are people who have been where we've been. And have walked or are walking the same path we're on now. Or they're the people who can guide us on the path to our past. Like especially those who are also coming from maybe a similar disconnect. And in these communities what we find are people who can kind of point the way around the roadblocks. Those who can guide us along the path which they've you know, kind of already cleared as they walk their journey. And those, those who can kind of pass on the cultural secrets, help us navigate as travelers on our on our way to finding a place where we feel grounded and connected and like we know who and where we are. Every group that's bound by similar experience like this develops its own culture around the intricacies of that experience, you know, sort of becoming the guides that they wish they had had. Year two of the Waxing Soul podcast is all about ideas in action. Join my mailing list at bridgetowens.com slash podcast for a weekly self-growth challenge, plus all the latest news and more fun stuff. Now back to the episode. I honestly thought about dividing this category of community even further, because history-based communities that go back to some common lineage or common root culture have a lot of things in common with a geography or proximity-based community. But history-based communities, which center around a, a shared set of experiences, have more in common with practice-based communities. But the more I thought about what these communities are like and what brings and holds people together in these communities, the more I realized that those aren't differences as much as they are destinations. Like, if history-based communities are centered around the experience of traveling the same path, the end result is that once someone on a path to connect with their ancestral past, uh, you know, will eventually end up connected to a proximity-based community, which might also, depending on what kind of connection we're talking about, might also be a practice-centered community as well. If we're talking about the experience of, of leaving one path and searching out another in a spiritual sense, particularly, that's going to lead to a practice-centered community. And if that's confusing, so let's say I want to get more deeply in touch with my Celtic spiritual roots, since my ancestry goes back there. My experience of searching for those roots, reconnecting to those traditions, is something that I share with other Americans that have Celtic family roots who are on the same track. And it's those people, the ones on the same path, who are able to form a relevant, helpful community around that experience, far more than those who have, like, grown up in Ireland 
and know their family roots and didn't have to search out that connection, right? Even if in the end I were to end up in community with those who grew up in it, even if I managed to like move there and found family connections and lived there and practiced there with others in, in as close as we can get to the old ways, even if that's the eventual outcome, the history-based community that's most relevant to me are going to be those who traveled the same way I did to that destination. And these are transitional communities. They're centered around helping others navigate transitions, helping others navigate the experience of being in between. Like, I think of this like expat communities, because if I were to move to another country, yes, it helps to have a community within that culture, but it's even more helpful to have a community who knows what the particular experience of your particular transition into that culture is like. And within these communities, the relationships aren't so much like a shared practice community, because it's not about the practice, it's about the transition. The relationships aren't so much about like elders passing knowledge down to the youth, which I mean in a relative way, not literally. It's not like a it's not like a mentor, mentee, or a teacher-student relationship. It's more of a companionship type thing. Others who can walk beside you and who can relate to whatever difficulties or feelings you have about the, the, the path that you're walking. And this is super important because the challenge of the transition isn't always something you can talk about with those who don't have to make that transition. Like I know there are probably a ton of people listening who are ex-evangelicals, who are deconstructing from those forms of Christian upbringing while getting into various pagan paths. And talking to someone who was, for instance, maybe raised Wiccan about the struggles that an ex-evangelical Christian might have in that tra transition, that internalized guilt over getting into something that you were told was evil when you were growing up, that kind of thing. Not only would someone maybe raised Wiccan not really empathize with that struggle and not have much in the way of advice on processing it, but talking about how you're having to unlearn the thought that their beliefs are evil isn't probably going to be well received, right? <laughs> like those are conversations best had with others who have walked that same path of transition. So that shared history community isn't there to teach you about the culture or the practice that you're getting into. They are there to make the transition easier. Like companions, travel guides, the locals there to show you the ropes, which means that once you've mastered the terrain and made the transition, you can help guide others in the same way. And this really is something that also plays into how we define our identity. Like a lot of times these communities come with defining labels. Spiritually speaking, we include these transitions when we describe our path, right? Like when I talk about my beliefs and my practice, it's not something that I can slap an established religious label on and, and properly convey. I have to kind of define it based on the path that I'm on and the path that led me here. And that's really important part of my spiritual practice and identity, the, the way I got to this point, especially since it's not something that has a preconceived label. And even like when I was briefly Catholic, um, it's a very different, like me telling someone I was Catholic and my wife, who was raised Catholic, saying the same thing, that same label applies to both of us, but denotes very different things. <laughs> so saying, like, labeling myself as an adult convert coming from evangelical Protestantism, that was an important piece of my identity as a Catholic. 
Like, in addition to the way that it, you know, connected me to others who also made that same transition. Like, there were others who were in our CIA at the time, you know, at the same time as me, who were making that same transition. And we had connections. We had sponsors who, some of them were in that community as well and had that same experience. Like, these things are really important to our paths. If you love the waxing soul, connect with me online. BridgetOwens.com is the central hub for all my projects, including books, card decks, and resources. Go there to get my latest book, Deep Self Magic, to connect as a potential podcast guest, and to find out all the latest news. Also, find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook as Bridget Owens Magic, and on Twitter as Waxing Soul. In a lot of ways, these communities are, are the most important ones to find on our spiritual paths. Even if you're already connected to your ancestral traditions and aren't going through that kind of path, even if you've been raised in a practice or a religion and and have no intention of leaving it, it's still true, or I think at least that it should be, uh, it's still true that you are undergoing spiritual transition as, as you grow and evolve. So really, no matter what your spiritual path looks like, It's vitally important to have some kind of community you can turn to when you're struggling with those transitional experiences. And not the, like, I don't know how to do X, Y, Z, and I need a mentor kind of stuff. Or, and not the, you know, I'm not sure if I'm doing this right and I need a guide kind of stuff. This is the, like, I'm at this point in my path and I wonder if I'm the only one struggling or feeling this way, you know, feeling the way I feel, that kind of stuff. These history-centered communities are more like support groups or, I guess, I mean, even like cliques (laughs) than anything else. And it's really about the emotional support and the companionship and the friendship that we need within our spiritual environment. And that's really crucially important, right? Like when I talked about interest-based communities in the second episode of the series, I talked about how those groups provide us with the reassurance that we're not alone in our interests. We're not alone in the things which catch our attention and our passion. And these communities are similar, but on an emotional and experiential level, an identity level. Like finding our common history communities connects us in a, in a way that alleviates the feelings of like, am I the only one to ever travel this path? Which I mean, none of us are. <laughs> um, I don't think anyone has ever completely, like, that. that's not how it works for humanity to broaden its spiritual understanding. Like, Every new spiritual way of thinking or belief system grows from what came before. So while, like, if we happen to be one of those figures who starts some new spiritual tradition, which is highly unlikely, but even if that is us, we're never in completely uncharted territory. So there are people who have also traveled those paths up to the point of new exploration, and that's important to remain connected and grounded in those roots. There's definitely... It's really worth thinking about what we mean when we say roots. Um... What is important about connecting to our lineage and, and where we come from, whether we mean it in the ancestral sense or whether we mean it in the sense of others helping clear the path that we're on or have been on. It's not that, and this is really ultra, ultra important, our roots aren't important because there's something our forebears had that is more valuable than what we have. I think we have this tendency, especially, or at least particularly, in the pagan community of thinking about the past as a source of more valuable, more important, more, you know, super valuable ideas and practices and culture that, that our ancestors are more important 
because they have old knowledge that is superior to modern knowledge. But connection to those who came before has been an important part of the human experience and human culture since the dawn of our presence on Earth, back when that perception of the old being superior to the new, uh, you know, we don't have any evidence to suggest that 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 was a belief at all. Like the importance is that we get context from those who have a role in or share our history. Like we can ground ourselves in the experiences of those who walked and are walking the same paths, having the same experiences. So we don't get stuck feeling like we're on our own. Like there's nothing and nobody else out there to guide us or watch out for us or, or even care what happens along the way. It's just that these days, for many of us, that kind of community is one we have to make a point to find and join. Like back in the days when people were far more likely to have been born into a religion or tradition or culture that then they never really left, the connection to this community was just always there. And it ties right into culture and practices in the way that, you know, the, the common experience and the mutual identity was at the, the core of the group structure. Like that was the culture. That was the identity. But now we're free to choose our own way. So we also have to kind of locate those communities and do the work to become part of them. And and many of us might belong to more than one history-centered community. We we drift in and out of different ones over time as our path meanders along. And that's fine. Most of us these days have very complex identities to define. Lots of different and complex paths when it comes to personal, spiritual, career paths even, which is fine. It is, it's interesting and, and new in terms of human spirituality, and, and, and that's just where we're at as a species. Thank you so much for listening. New episodes of The Waxing Soul drop every Thursday. All materials and resources, except the music, are copyright Bridget Owens. Many thanks to my readers, listeners, friends, mentors, inspirations, and my family for riding with me into Season 2. And until next week, blessed be and be good to yourself.